You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. So, is it just me, or does, you know, the idea of uh, visiting, you know, faraway islands or faraway, like, you know, nice, uh, just peaceful areas where people are welcoming and there's a whole community there that uh, is, you know, seemingly nice at the very beginning, and then it just turns into horrific ritualistic, uh, you know, violence and, uh, and, you know, makes me really not want to travel fucking anywhere. Uh, I'm I mean, sure that's just America, just America, <laughs> maybe. Um, but you know, with this new resurgence of folk horror, I guess really, you know, uh, just done up by a uh, midsummer, just a, mm-hmm. like a year or so ago. And now with the third day, uh, you know, this is a terrible thing to say, but uh, in a lot of ways, thank God the pandemic is happening because I do not want to travel anywhere because it looks like everyone wants to fucking kill us. Uh, <laughs> so my name is Wright, and this is the Screener Squad. We're talking today about the new HBO miniseries, uh, which is called The Third Day, starring Jude Law and Naomi Harris and a, a slew of other people, too, like Emily Watson, Patty Constantine, and... Uh, no, that's about it. There's a lot of like other like kind of character actors you've seen in the yeah, past. It's a who's who of British TV character actors. Right. And the uh, it's actually created by Dennis Kelly, who also created the other British series that was remade this year, which I really hated, uh, was Utopia. So he is kind of known for these very trippy, pretty intense TV shows. So we're kind of in for a doozy with this one with a third day. But today I have with me um, a great group of people that definitely will not kill you. I have Spider Mike. You can't promise that. I definitely can't promise that. Thank you. But yeah, how is it? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I have Gina. Hello there, neighbors. Hello. And I have Rose. Hello, hello. So the third day follows at least the very beginning because it's, it's an interesting show. It's only six episodes, and the first three episodes follow Jude Law's character, whose name is Sam, who visits the OC. Or visits OC. I was about to say the OC, which is yeah, a band. I was about to say the OC there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's also a t- an old TV show about Californians. Uh, that's right. I actually kind of like that TV show. Uh, I would like to see that crossover. Though. <laughs> uh, so. He travels to Osi, which is an island that has a, a natural bridge connecting it from the mainland to this little island. And then when the tide goes uh, up, then there's like no way to travel like back and forth. So that you're basically stuck there overnight. There's only like two times a day that you can actually travel back and forth, which is actually a real place too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even during production, they had only a limited amount of time to actually truck all the equipment over to the island. And so if they 
did miss it or if they needed to truck over more uh, equipment, they would actually have to take a boat and, you know, ship it all over uh, just via sea. But it's Sam is there because he witnesses something on the main island that is uh, pretty it's like really the first five minutes. So it's like, this is not really spoiling anything. And we're we're definitely trying not to like spoil too much because even the last third episode or last three episodes starts to spoil and like kind of put things together. So we're going to try to be as vague as possible. But he witnesses a, a kid, a teenager try to kill herself because it's also at the very exact moment that he is, um, mourning like the, basically the anniversary of his son's death and he saves this young girl. She mentions that she's from OC, and then he takes her back there. But she's also trying to like give him a choice. Like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to take me back there. And it's also building this dread that you're like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't do this. Like, I don't know if you've seen The Wicker Man, but eh, you shouldn't <laughs> go over here. So he does, because he is at least seemingly a good man. And he goes there, and he starts to meet all these people. And the first, at least people that he meets is uh patty constantine and emily watson now i can almost watch a whole nother show just with these two characters because they're kind of fucking fantastic because how patty constantine is this kind of nebbish uh really sort of like sweet optimistic guy and emily watson i am i've never i haven't seen another character i guess from billy butcher from the boys say the c word so much in a show yeah. uh, and to him that much and it's pretty hysterical and what i love about that whole thing is there's so much love behind her telling him that though funny enough yeah i, I mean i i mean i know we're, we're kind of being sarcastic but also at the same time sort of yes like they're a married couple in the movie or in the tv show and but she is so like mean against him because mm. uh, she he's just trying to like you know play both sides play the nice guy and she's like what the fuck are you doing stop doing that um, like to tell him to fuck off and go so he starts to understand that there is a lot more nefarious things going on that there is like a you know a festival that's about to happen on uh, the island but like he he also needs to leave because he has his own things where. Personally, he obviously has his son that it was uh, that's died, and uh, and then you start to slowly figure out what's going on. Basically, you find out pretty quickly that he his child was murdered, and he also is trying to broker this deal with his own nefarious ways by either stealing money or something like that. Doesn't really spoil a whole lot. It just kind of adds to his character that there there's a lot of conflicting things going on. Anyway, long story short. Uh, he is stuck on the island and his world is really turned upside down. So maybe we can, we could try to split this up in a way where we could talk about this part and then we talk about the last three episodes. So, uh, I wanted to give it up to Gina cause we were talking about this a little bit before, but Gina, what, what did you think about the third day? I don't know. I had to re again, this was another show recently that I had to rewatch multiple times to really either get the feel for what the director wanted me to take from it. I tend to extend a lot of patience to shows that may not really be my flavor, but I really want to appreciate the work for what it is. So the third day to me, it was just, I, I guess I would have enjoyed 
the story a little bit more if I could really connect to the characters like motivations or really connect to their sense of loss or grieving um, later on the second half where we're introduced to another character who is a part of uh, Jude Law's history and legacy I'll just say it like that um, it kind of just I don't know it, it just not that it came out of nowhere but it, it didn't really give me a reason to care <laughs> um, interesting and and for me that was really confusing because you know as I'm watching this character Jude Law as he goes through all these changes every ounce of me was just like dude just leave the goddamn place like <laughs> what are you <laughs> like what's your problem like I get it you're trippy you're having some tripped out issues or whatever I guess he's out here doing drugs it's like a really bad burning man gone like horribly wrong yeah. so for me, it was just like, I, I just could not really connect with his motivations as to why he did the things that he did. And I guess that really, my ADHD brain was just like, I can't do this. Like, it was just like, it was really hard to watch. However, I do think this is one of the most original shows I've seen in a very long time. So I want to give it props for that. Like, I want people to actually watch this. And I'm pretty sure other folks enjoy this more than I did. But I do appreciate the fact that um, we get a lot, a lot of the side characters, like the folks who run the inn uh, that he stays at. And then I guess she's a villain, but not really. I uh, I, I don't know. Oh, Catherine yeah. Watterson? Yeah. I love her. Like the acting she's here is She's great. She is. Like the, it's, it's the side characters. I was like, let's, let's hear their story. You know, I want to follow them. And kind yeah. of get a feel for the life on this on this community because I guess for me I just wasn't immersed enough in the life for me to really kind of bond with these characters. So when these twists and turns started popping up, I probably would have been more invested. But it just seemed to be it's a lot of imagery, um, a lot of allegories when it comes to like uh, the visual themes here. So for me, it just it just seemed like they were trying to shove a whole lot in there in a short amount of time. Um, but I still, I'm still confused. So <laughs> Rose, were you confused by this at all? Like what, what was your take on the whole, the, the show? Uh, I think this is the best silent Hill TV show anyone ever made. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a really fucking good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. I kept having these ebbs and flows of being confused, and then it would all start to make sense, and then one person would do something or say something, and they just throw it all completely out of whack. So that in and of itself was kind of frustrating for me because it is very much a slow burn where, yeah, the people don't act like regular, normal people would in these situations. They keep seeing all these creepy, weird things, and instead of deciding to get the hell out of there, even when they're repeatedly told your window of time for getting out of here is closing they just s decide to stick around and sometimes the motivation makes sense and sometimes it feels like they're sticking around just because the script needs them to um the, yeah by the end i was left a little bit confused but to, to ruminate on all of it and, and think on it i'm like well yeah, i guess it kind of makes sense you know for these kind of stories as they typically go yeah you know I was discussing this show with a, a friend last night, actually, about 
uh, I, I personally really liked this show and really we, we had, I think all of us would have the same kind of complaints, even like with the ending, how it was very uh, ambiguous and, you know, a lot of things that were left uh, open to interpretation because there's a lot of aspects of like what OC, this community is uh, believing in that seems like this is the the epicenter of uh, of the world in a way where like if if the people of this community are not, you know, copacetic and just happy then the world is not happy so also vice versa it was Mm -hmm. like if they're all happy everything is like you know and succinct and everything's okay and so i we you don't really get any supernatural elements maybe that's not a spoiler but whatever it's it's uh you don't really get any of that but I, i wanted to see a little bit more but really what we we both agreed on is that the show is fundamentally about grief and how you deal with it and then how you're dealing with it personally and whether that be the the death of a child or the the quote-unquote death of a relationship or something like that that uh that's what this show is really about and mm-hmm. then it also just happens to throw itself into this folk horror kind of you know genre and uh and then these people just like having to figure out what the hell's going on Spider-Man, what was your take on this show? So, I actually do agree with the grief thing, because it is kind of... It is brought up quite a few times. Well, the Martins you know, bring it up with Jude Law. Um, a certain character brings it up uh, with another character in the second half. Um, kind of thing. Like, they're very much like, how how are you? Kind of thing. Like, how did you feel? Like, did you let yourself feel? And, uh, you know, somebody who's, you know, seen grief from, you know, from the other side for certain people you know, for certain ways and, you know, me dealing with grief in my past, you know, I can see, I can get that. I do understand that part of it, but my, my under or it's not my understanding, but my view of this show is that I think the first half is more interesting than the second half mm-hmm. because the first half is more about the mystery. It's more about like, why is everybody looking at Jude Law the way they are? Why is Jude Law seeing things? Um, why is certain characters doing like, really weird fucking things while he's just walking around and and then you know once that's kind of resolved in a way like i felt like once it ended the th- once the third day ended for him i was like well that could have been an ending in and of its own especially with like how it plays out because like even the way like the final shot of it you're like well that's an ending like that would be an ending of any other show kind of thing um and then you know the autumn thing happened which i don't think any of us really saw which is just the series of um of things that happen in between uh, the first half and the second half. And then the second half, um, the, my issues with the second half come to the fact that um, it became predictable in a lot of ways. A lot of ways it's like, okay, this is what's going to happen here. This is, this is who this is happening to. This is what's going to happen to this character kind of thing. And it just kept happening. Every time I made a guess, it happened. And I, I, felt, I felt like the, the magic was gone kind of thing of i could see that being excited about this and i watched this with my roommate uh mike the editor because he watched the original utopia and he was like okay this is definitely made by the same guy there's a lot of weird shit in it it's beautifully shot the music's really good um jude laws you know like i said all everything that happens to jude laws i think is is fascinating because you're dealing with the fact that there's this giant mystery among this community and um and then like i said the second half the second half, I had more issues with the decisions more than did the first half, because Jude Law is clearly 
clearly Kai, there's something off about Jude Law. Jude mm-hmm. Law's character. Yeah, yeah. And so you're, you're, I was willing to accept some of the things that happened. Not everything, because at the end of the day, a normal, rational human being would not make 80% of his decisions. <laughs> well, let's just, let's get one thing straight. All of us would just be there for like maybe a minute and then like, oh, the, 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 the driveway, the closeway is uh, closing off. So if you guys want like, I'm fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Like now we, we've all seen too many movies at this point. And I guess I know that there's a lot of characters and even in horror movies, they're trying to be meta have discussed, like I've seen way too many horror movies to be in this situation. But at this point now I am not staying <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out. Well, there's the one specific character who's in both parts, um, played by John Deglaish. I'm sure if, I'm not saying sure if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, a character named Larry, who just is fucking weird. And the second he shows up, I'd be like, I'm getting out of here the second I can. Because yeah. That fucking creepy. Does this person keeps trying to kill and or kidnap me? But oh no, let's let's stay around just in case. Let's have a beer with him and take some drugs. Yo, and let go. There was one <laughs> right? scene in here that gave me so much anxiety that I needed to just like, one. I mean, it was the one where he was kidnapped and then he like knocked oh, someone yeah. out, and I was like, yeah. just grab a knife, bro. Just, just grab the. What are you? What? I, 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 oh my god! I was just like, why? Why is this life? Like, why am I sitting here? If this is so, if this is supposed to be suspense, I'd much rather go and watch Midsommar, um, because for me that is like the best emotional roller coaster without yeah. anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in this that really stretch your suspension of disbelief on, okay, no reasonable person would act like this unless right. you know, the script needed him to. The entire second half with Naomi Harris, because she's the, she's the character in the second half. I'm not going to say who she is specifically, but it, again, is something that I guess like 10 minutes into it. Um, and so every decision she makes, because when she goes to OC, she has two kids with her. Mm-hmm. And as, as being just an uncle minimum, I would be like, there's too much weird shit going on here. We're going now. Like, just as an uncle. Like, not even as a parent. Like, I would never risk any anybody for this, like, for anything you see just driving down into OC that she sees. Like, at one point, um, fucking uh, Patty Considine is, like, clearly cleaning off this messed up graffiti on the wall. Yeah. The second I saw that minimum, I would be like, we're going to go. <laughs> oh, you, you not the, the you know, the decaying boat that's on the very beginning, like, the, the, the front of the island you walk in? See? Yeah, this is like, she dies or something like that. We're like, oh, mm, maybe we <laughs> no. should not move forward. I would be like, well, maybe that's just graffiti. Like, that's the one time I'd be like, well, maybe that's, like, something. Like, I don't know. Like, it's something that you could maybe shoo away especially considering her motives when she first gets there. But then the second you see everything else, like it just keeps piling on. And that was before she even stops the car. Yeah. Like it just consistently <laughs> happens. And you're just like, what are you doing? Turn around. Yeah. And you, everything you, is telling you not to do this. You do eventually find out why she's staying there and why she's there in the first place. But after a, a solid half hour of just running into these creepy aggressive things and townspeople that, you know, are all just screaming, get out of here. Lady, pick another day. Drop the kids off with grandma and come back now that you know where this place is. That's the other thing that frustrates me the no end is that she's like using like one of the kids in a specific way to as an excuse to go there. And you're just like, come on. Like, what the fuck? I was so upset 
when that part happened. With little spoiler, revealed. by the way, uh, the the oldest daughter, her, I think her name is Nicole Parker. Yeah. She is the daughter of Thandie Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I, I thought she looked familiar. She looks so much like Thandie Newton. It's crazy. Um I wanted to, to she's ask. Really me, good. She's she's great. And again, here, here's the thing too: is like everyone in this is actually pretty fantastic. I, I wouldn't say there's any like weak link in like acting ability and not really. And like their their characters are pretty cra- crazy. I think that we can more or less all agree that it's more of just like the choices that the characters make more for either like plot conveniences or whatever it is, just to kind of get the get it going in a particular you know route. But um. I, I think that uh, I wanted to ask before we go into final thoughts, like, do you guys think that it, it, it relied too much on maybe the twist that happened on the, the end of the episode uh, that was introducing uh, Naomi Harris's character that like kind of derailed it a little bit? Like maybe you should, we should have known that beforehand going into it. Or do you think it was, you know, sufficient the way that they, Maybe just for my sensibilities, having seen, you know, so many different types of movies, especially mysteries and stuff, I figured it out pretty quick. Well, here, let's go into final thoughts. Uh, Gina, would you mind starting us off with your final thoughts of the third day? This reminds me of something my one of my film professors would often exclaim where it says, look, Ma, I'm directing. Uh, it's, it's one of those shows where it's like, look, Ma, look what I can do. You know, I have all this imagery and these, you know, this kind of convoluted plot that's stuffed with all the surrealism and imagery and thematic, you know, deep philosophical themes. And it's, it's, it has all these things that should be important, but because of the just stupidity of the characters to say the least in my personal opinion and their choices and motivations i i just don't it just doesn't have the impact that i felt it should have it is beautifully directed the cinematography in here is awesome i love how the muted colors in here are the grays and the blues and you know you have this beautiful backdrop um you have great actors in here so all the elements of production are top tier um but this is worse than Westworld. You know what I mean? When it comes to what the hell is going on <laughs> and like, why should I care? High key. Like HBO, honey, come on. Like I'm all here for highbrow, but it, it really, you don't have to sacrifice, uh, you know, being, being relatable in order to tackle all of these kind of intellectualized, um, concepts so for me it's just one of those things where it's like you put this on if you're trying to be smart but you're also a hoe you're trying to get laid because you know you guys aren't going to finish watching it but like (laughs) i'm turned on because like oh my god you watch the third day that means you're like all weird and artsy and stuff so i just want to do you like that's what this reminds me of like (laughs) so um (laughs) that being said check it out if you're into if you want if you truly want to see something a little original but if you want to be confused for free go watch lost or westworld um i give this a five out of ten times uh, oh my god you could have just got in the goddamn car and like <laughs> there was one scene where he was like going back to the car and making all this noise and i was like yeah. bro 
are you serious right now? Like, just get in the car and go. That's seriously one of the funniest ways to describe this. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I love that you're giving a lot of credit to, I guess, people who are trying to get laid. That it was like, oh, I'm going to watch the third day. Like, this is so <laughs> under the radar. <laughs> it's, it's the same kind of person that leaves a copy of Infinite Jest on the nightstands. Their date will definitely see it. <laughs> It's like it's, it premieres on a Monday. Like I don't know who in the I'm right no, next to his Magnum condom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that really put a smile on my face. Uh, Spider Mike, how about you? What did you? What's your final thoughts? So I'm gonna give final thoughts to both or to both halves instead of just like one altogether. Okay. So um, the first half, like I said, the first half I thought was stronger because you're willing to you're willing to accept a lot more because, like I said, Jude Law. There's something off about Jude Law. Um, I, I love the Martins to death. Like, every time they're on screen, I was just like, please, don't go, kind of thing. And, you know, uh, Catherine Washington, Watterson's character, uh, Watterston, uh, as Jess, she, her character is really interesting in the first half. Um, and and I, after it was all done, I was like, man, that was interesting. Like, I like that kind of thing. It still was dumb as hell, but <laughs> I liked it kind of thing. Um, so the first half, I'm going to give um, six out of ten times... Every time they said Epona, I kept thinking of the Legend of Me Zelda because that's the name of the horse. <laughs> like consistently. Uh, and then for the second half, man, the second half just pissed me off the more it went on because the more I was like, especially because of the kids, because it's like, it's not because of the kids are terrible. It's, be it's because she's making these decisions with these kids. Like she, she makes a really, really awful decision, I think, like towards the end of the second part. Um, like when it involves like leaving them alone at one point yeah like, yeah Come on, yeah guys. like what the? i was like I, I was like i'm gonna call child protective services on you like yesterday you can't because you're on the island you have no cell reception for many reasons um like i said uh the the girl who plays the daughters uh, or both both girls who play the daughters i think are, are pretty good um especially the girl who plays uh tulula because mm -hmm. she has to deal with a lot of shit through that second half that's like that had me honestly it was the, the most like the most attention parts of my viewing it because she reminded me a lot of my niece for some reason and so i was just like it was like nothing better have that happen to you because i'm gonna turn the shit off like now <laughs> if something does <laughs> kind of thing but once it was done like i was just confused like i was like what is that what was the point of all of this like at the end of the day um i would have to give the second half four out of ten times where yeah i would have been like get the fuck out of here just get in your car get the hell out of here what the hell's wrong with you what am i afraid and i think that that's all of our, our uh ratings are going to be is like just go just go yeah i didn't care that was already used because it's true i was like get the fuck <laughs> out of here rose what did you think of the, what's your final thought uh, I think I ended up liking it more than I disliked it. I don't know that I'd necessarily watch it again, but uh, if you are a fan of that kind of very specific genre of horror going on right now that's very artisanal and folksy and kind of quiet, but then like really horrifying when it is gets to the scary stuff, um, I, yeah, I'd give it a recommend. It, it kind of takes a long time to get into, and I, I think you're going to be confused a lot of the time, um, but it's like I said. I once they started to reveal what was going on, I got more and more into it, and I I definitely liked the first half more than the second. Uh, I only watched a little bit of the the twelve hour interstitial live stream thing, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but I think overall, I would give it six and a half kids who really should have been dropped off at grandma's house. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I can't have even explain, like, I, I can understand the faults of the show and and where it was a little unbelievable at times of, like, the decisions that some of them were making. But I, I did like the, the emotion behind why they were making these decisions because it was either out of greed or grief or any other G word. And I, I get that... Um, it was a little hard to believe in like more of the second half of some of the, the motivations behind uh, maybe uh, Naomi Harris's character of like why she was continuing forward because, you know, any, you know, person, I guess anyone on this review would have been in like, peace, I'm fucking gone. I'm not staying here. This is like, we could all agree that like, as soon as you see something like as weird as that they saw, like right out, right out of the gates, you probably like, okay, we're, we're going to go. So, I get that, but of course, there's still that um, the emotion behind it, like what's driving them still, even like they're, you know, any right-minded person would just like want to leave, but this is still driving them. Um, I think this show was also shot really well. Uh, the oh, music yeah. was fantastic. Uh, definitely Absolutely. both halves have a very, uh, I was watching some of the behind the scenes stuff and just the making of the show and how the first half of the show was shot in quote unquote summer. So there's a lot of like warm, vibrant colors in the palette of, uh, of all the, the shots, which is really interesting to look at. And then in the second half was all in winter. So it was very cold and blue and dark. And it really had this more dreading feel behind the whole show. And, it's it's funny how it, the the first half really welcomes you, welcomes you into the show and the story as they did with Jude Law and it's just like ends up becoming extremely horrifying and I really liked how they had this like kind of split in this the even the look of how the show was presented. Um, I I I'm interested in Dennis Kelly now more than ever just from seeing the you know the remake the American version of Utopia and seeing this I, I definitely want to see uh, the UK Utopia now because I know Mike the editor really wants me to see it and I guess I have to give it to him a little bit because <laughs> I really hated the the US version of Utopia but I think in the end uh, I'm going to give this uh, seven out of ten hits of acid that. Why the fuck would you ever take acid in front of people that you don't know? That's a really bad idea. Definitely on an island that you've seen some scary shit. You've almost been tried to be killed. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Christ. So many decisions. So many bad decisions. Don't take acid in front of people that you don't know. And I mean. I've already tried to kill you. Tried to kill you. Fuck. Jesus Christ. No, 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 no.